0: Just a heads up. This episode features a personal story of mental health and contains themes of suicide. If this brings up distressing feelings for you, please contact the Beyond Blue Support Service.
1: I tell my story to share with others that it's okay to to not feel okay, it's okay to ask for help if everything's overwhelming. And it's okay to have bad days, months, or years, and there's always light at the the end of everything. I I went a year without saying a word, but today I'm as vocal as ever.
0: Welcome to Not Alone. Incredible stories from everyday Australians talking about their mental health to help you with yours. This episode is about living with a stutter and the impacts of bullying on mental health. Many people would say they know what a stutter is but when you ask them to explain it they pause they think and they realize they can't give you an answer For Daniel living with a stutter is something he's had to navigate his whole life Yes of us was...
1: stutter is a neurological misfire in the brain like a normal person will automatically link up their breathing with the talking whereas I have to manually remind myself to breathe every single time I talk and if I don't then it causes a block sometimes that can last up to three or four minutes until I breathe. A um... is something that you're born with if it's inherited, or it's just a, a muck-up of the cells in your brain, and there's no cure, there's just therapy and treatment.
0: Growing up, Daniel realised that life for people with speech impairments was different. Speech impairments weren't really discussed in the public consciousness. They weren't featured on TV or in the news. And even today, it's not common.
1: Growing up, I was an awkward kid. I was anxious, I um, just live life on the fly, and I said the wrong things and did the wrong things all the time.
0: When Daniel started primary school, things didn't get easier. Making friends was hard, especially when the other kids didn't understand him or accept him for who he was. Starting
1: school was doting it was scary, it was um, a whole new world having to m- m- meet n- n- new people on my own, introduce myself on my own which wasn't something I ever did prior to school because I always had someone to help me with that. That was the most scary part of school and, it, and that followed me th- through to adulthood. When I first w- went to school, I was um fortunate that m- my mum had created a network around us, and I went to s- school with f- friends I already had, and so I already had a l- little f- friendship group in school, which then continued throughout primary school but meeting new people outside, that group was hard.
0: Daniel had a voice but felt like he couldn't use it and when the bullying began it was relentless.
1: My first experience of bullying was being ostracised for my speech impairment. Not being able to vocalise myself as easily as other people. and been the only person in the school who had anything like this. Bullying th- or at high school was a daily occurrence. It would follow me home through s- social media and the internet. All night it would continue and then in the morning as well or through the school day, it was just a never ending cycle. When I'd walk into school in the morning, it came to the point of just complete exhaustion.
0: Lonely and isolated, Daniel's daily struggles with bullying left him feeling like he had nowhere to turn and the anger started to build up inside of him.
1: Feeling lonely th- 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 throughout high school is a an overall sense of isolation, watching everyone else in their own friendship networks and I'm on my own most isolated I've ever felt. The constant fighting for friendships had resulted in some deep anger within myself and would at times be uncontrollable at home and at school although I'd always internalise th- that anger which would then flip onto myself and being angry m- myself for who i was or who i am
0: internalising these feelings took its toll on daniel physically He started having panic attacks, and mentally, an inner voice entered his head. And this internal monologue wouldn't leave him alone. Throughout my late primary years and early high school years, I
1: developed an inner voice. It's unknown if that was my inner critic or I almost psychotic sense of hearing voices except it would constantly remind me and convince me that I wasn't good enough that everything I did was wrong and that I wasn't enough of a person to live and that I should end my life because of that To have a voice that y- y- you can't y- y- use is a really the trapping f- feeling. It's an isolating feeling and it's a worthless f- f- feeling. For 12 months, I didn't. I felt isolated, trapped, and worthless without a a voice to express myself. My lowest moment was the 21st of June 2016. I planned this as the Last day of my life. The only reason I'm here today is because my mum ran after me and held me down and convinced me that I'm I'm worthy, I'm loved, I'm respected. My mum and my partner, Andrew, convinced me I had to seek help. They convinced me I was unwell because I believed I had nothing wrong with me. They supported me and encouraged me to make the first phone call for help. My biggest turning point for healing was being able to hop on the train on my own without the thoughts taking over. When that happened, that was the most amazing thing in my life at that stage, I thought I can do this, I can live, I can
0: overcome anything. With the people he loves firmly in his corner, Daniel took his first steps towards recovery. He rang his local GP clinic, booked an appointment and was referred to a psychologist. Daniel was finally able to open up about how he was feeling, about how living with a stutter affected his confidence in social situations, about how the years of bullying affected his sense of self, about everything. After being diagnosed with anxiety and depression, Daniel started taking medication and began Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, sometimes referred to as CBT. For our listeners who are new to CBT, it's a treatment which recognises that the way we think and act affect the way we feel. In Daniel's case, a therapist worked with him to identify the thoughts and behaviours that he found unhelpful. His therapist then supported him in replacing them with new ones that reduced his anxiety. I was now, for the first time in a long time
1: I was actually living rather than surviving. I was noticing the positives in life and not just dwelling on the negatives. One way I was able to move through the negative thoughts, which helps me today, is just imagining all my th- thoughts, bad and good, as clouds in the sky just passing by, and they can be w- 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 light and fluffy or dark and horrible, and that's okay, but it just puts everything into perspective and just reminds me that I'm more than my thoughts. Recently I've accepted my stutter not as who I am, it's a, as a quirk. It's just a small part of me. I tell my story to share with others that it's OK to, to not feel OK. It's OK to ask f- for help if everything's overwhelming. And it's OK to have bad days, months, or years, and there's always a light at the end of everything. I I went a year without saying a word, but today I'm as vocal as ever. And I'm out talking in public and sharing my
0: stories. A big thank you to Daniel for sharing his story with us. We've covered a range of mental health issues and if anything has been upsetting for you, please contact the Beyond Blue support service on 1300 22 We've also listed a number of resources in our show notes. This podcast was recorded and produced on Wurundjeri country, and we pay respect to the traditional owners of these lands. Thanks for listening to Not Alone.